I'm not experiencing what Christianity is, and so I need to change my life. And so it really started with, I need to do something, um, which which really isn't a good way to go about it, because mm -hmm. um, we can't do anything. Right. Welcome to this week's episode of the His Hill Podcast. My name is Kelly Darty, and I'm your host. Today we have with us a second year student. He spent his first year in Costa Rica at Port Hintorches, uh, our torchbearer center there, and now he's here with us for the second year. He's kind of a local student. He's from Austin, or the Austin area anyway, but he'll explain all that to you. I have with us Justin Fulford. Did Hello. I say that right? Yeah. yeah okay. Wilford, that's right. Great. Well, welcome. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Um, Justin, now, I, I, I've I, already said a lot about you, but we'll let you give all the details. Um, what, uh, were you born in Texas? Yeah, I was born in a city called Pflugerville, Texas. Okay, yeah. Tell people where that is. Uh, so that is about 30, 40 minutes northeast of uh, Austin. Okay. And uh, where do you live now? Uh, still in Pflugerville. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, so, so you're born there, raised there. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. What kind of, uh, what kind of background, what kind of family do you come from? Um, so I come from a, a family where we kind of just, uh, we're Christian. We grew up going to church on Sunday, but that was about it. So kind of that like cultural Christian, um, lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how big a family? Uh, I have... Three siblings, uh, an older sister who's 26, and then an 18-year-old brother and a 10-year-old brother. Okay. Yeah. And how old are you? 19. 19. Okay. Um, well, okay, so you grew up in a kind of a, a nominal Christian um, surrounding atmosphere. Uh, did you Were you regular church attenders? Um, so we started from the first time I remember going to church um, was when I was about in first grade. Uh, I don't know how old that was, probably like six or seven right. years old. Mm -hmm. um, and so we would go every Sunday pretty much uh, as far as I can remember. Um, and I just remember not liking going to church. Okay, My parents like forced me to go to church. Um, and eventually when I got to about middle school age, um, we moved to a different campus or church. Uh, it now has three campuses, but at the time it had two. Mm -hmm. um, so we switched campuses uh, it was a, a bit more smaller because it, it was a new campus that just started up. And um, my sister uh, enjoyed the middle school pastor, uh, youth leader there. And so my mom was like, maybe he'll enjoy it there. So we started going there. Um, and then I would go every now and then because then my parents kind of gave me the freedom to choose whether I wanted to go or not. Okay. Okay. And so when did you become a believer? Um, I actually don't know okay. the time I became a believer. Uh, I know I said a prayer, I think, with my brother when I was around seven. Mm. Um, I don't know if that was a serious um, acceptance of the Lord. But I know at age 16, I truly just started seeking for the Lord. Mm -hmm. I saw that my life was a mess. Um, and I think I was overwhelmed with like, you know, I don't know where I'm going to go if I die. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just started to, to seek the Lord. I, um, reached out to, uh, a, a student leader, uh, in my youth group. Um, and I, I was like, where do I start reading the gospels or where do I start reading in the Bible? Uh, two months prior to that, I, I opened up Genesis and I got like 
six chapters in and I was like, this is baloney. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't like this. Uh, and so I like closed my Bible and then I, it was in September of, I believe 2021 is when I started truly seeking the Lord. Mm. And so I asked him, where do I start? And he said, start in the gospels. And I was like looking at the table of contents and I was like, where, where are the gospels at? <laughs> Um, and so I had to look it up on Google and it was like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Okay. So I was like, I guess I'll start in Matthew. All right. Yay, Google. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and this was when you were about 16. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's great. What was, what was it like for you before 16, you know, growing up in church, going to church and, mm-hmm. you know, with school and all, what, what was it like? Yeah. So, um, me and my 18 year old brother, we were pretty close growing up, um, we pretty much did everything together, playing outside, playing video games, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, we used to have a, a deer lease down in South Texas that we would go to pretty much every weekend oh, wow. in the wintertime. Um, and at least, I want to say, once a month when it wasn't deer season okay. uh, to just maintain the property and stuff. So I grew up hunting a lot and spending time with my family there. Um, and... Um, I was also public schooled, and okay. so being public schooled, I was introduced to a lot of the world at a really young age, um, and also, you know, watching TV and playing video games, which influenced me a lot, um, which enticed me to just want to sin more, um, because mm. I was like, oh, I like the things of the world I, I enjoyed and I loved to do, uh, and I, I never really had a desire to to know God. I would sit through church and. It would be like, this is a boring lesson. I, So I would like turn my brain off and my parents would ask me, you know, what'd you learn? And uh, I, could, I couldn't really tell them what I learned because I wasn't ever paying attention. Um, so and, you were going just because you had to. Yeah, okay. I was going just because I had to. Um, and I remember when I was 15, um, my brother got baptized before me. And so I was like, at 15, I was like, well, my brother got baptized, and I'm older than him. Mm. Clearly, I need to be baptized. And so I, I got baptized at 15. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I was saved at that time or not. Um, Excuse me. So your, your younger brother got baptized first. So was he, you know, were you kind of the black sheep of the family? Or, I mean, were other people, like, profiting from, from being in a fellowship at, at church? Or um, I, don't, I don't think so. Uh, I never really saw Christ in my family. Okay, it was pretty much only the hour or so that we were at church is when I saw Christ. Okay. and my my mom's mom, so my grandmother, she uh, is a missionary in Africa and she builds libraries mm. and stuff. And so I think around the time where I was starting to want to seek the Lord, like yeah. it was kind of like a motivation, like oh look at her life, like mm-hmm. she loves the Lord. And so I started to seek the Lord. Okay, well, that's interesting. So your your brother got baptized. And you felt like maybe you needed to. So yeah. is that what you did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I got baptized. I think it was like the day before my fifteenth birthday, actually. Okay. Yeah. So around that age. All right. So did that? Did it mean anything to you? Um. No. It okay. Didn't mean anything really. Uh, I just remember saying that I believed in the Lord, but I didn't want a life change. Um. I just wanted to continue to live mm-hmm. in my sin and the way I was living. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, what happened? What made this big change? Yeah. Um, the, the change at 16 when I started to seek the Yeah. Lord. Yeah. I just remember one day sitting in my room and just being overwhelmed and wondering again, like, why uh, Why am I feeling this? And 
and I was so worried about, you know, if I were to die right now, where am I going to go? And so I think that motivated me to just start like seeking Christ or or seeking for something. Mm -hmm. Um, And since I was raised in a Christian home, um, I was like, okay, Christianity must be real, but I'm, I'm not, if I'm not experiencing what Christianity is. And so I need to change my life. Mm. And so it really started with, I need to do something, um, which, which really isn't a good way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we can't do anything, right? but and, it's the natural thing. And mm-hmm. you know, something has changed. What do I need to do? Yeah. Yeah. That's the natural flesh, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, uh, actually at that time I was two years into a relationship or no, I was, I was one year into a relationship. Um, and it wasn't a, a glorifying relationship mm. to the Lord. Okay. Um, and we were doing physical things in that relationship. Um, and I just remember battling with this flesh and my own des- or my, the desire to seek the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it was always a constant war of like, mm. do I live in the world? Do I live for the, for the Lord? And I just continually tried to fight that in my own strength. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't know why. And, you know, it's like what Paul says in, in Romans 7, mm-hmm. like, like there's this battle going on, like yeah. nothing good dwells within me. Yeah, I want to do mm-hmm. what I want to do. I don't do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do what I, it's, yeah, it's, it's just that, 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 that paradox. It's like, yeah, I know this is right. I, and, and I want this, but I must not because I don't. Mm-hmm. And I, I do the very things I don't want to do. I just, yeah, it, it's, yeah, I'm so thankful that Paul wrote that. Mm-hmm. You know, that same man who says, for me to live is Christ. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. It's no longer I live. You know, I'm so thankful that the same man wrote, there's nothing good in me that is in my flesh. Mm-hmm. You know, the wishing is present, but the doing of the good is not. Yeah. And, you know, then he goes on to say, you know, you know, thanks be to God, you know, through Christ Jesus. But yeah. Yeah, I, 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 and I know what you mean. It's, it, it is the strangest thing, you know, that we, we know what's right. We were made for what's right. What's right is attracting, but, so, but the flesh is so strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and like you've said too, it's, there, there is, you know, you said earlier, you know, that there was, you know, you enjoyed it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's, and, and that's the thing. It, it, it doesn't make sense, does it? Because we do enjoy it. It's never lasting. Yeah. And it's never, and it's never sustaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're always needing another fix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. And um, so there was that relationship going on. And at the same time, uh, I would, I was actually meeting up with our youth pastor at the time. Okay. And he was taking me through um, the gospel of John. He was kind of teaching me what it means to study the Bible. Because when I first started seeking the Lord, I, I think I read from, Matthew all the way up to Corinthians, I think. Um, and so, you know, I would read like 10 chapters a day and just, you know, kind really? of take wow. notes. Yeah. T- little tiny notes that I would take. Um, I was, I was eager to, mm-hmm. to know the Lord at that time. Um, you know, I'm, I hate to keep interrupting, but th- I, th- I find this really interesting because, you know, what was it that, can you identify what it was that was really wanting you to make this change? I, I can't think of anything that, that made me want this change other than the Lord. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I think at 16 is when I truly gave my life to the Lord mm. because 
I truly saw this heart change in me that really wanted to desire to know the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, you, we know that, you know, the word tells us that the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin mm-hmm. and, and that he's seeking, you know, that, that he seeks us, you know, and, and so that that's was my suspicion, you know, like, because from what you were describing, it's like, why, why did you want something different? Well, the Holy Spirit was wooing, was pursuing mm-hmm. and, and you were responding you know, to this. That's really neat. So you're meeting with the youth pastor, you're doing the, the Bible studies. Yeah, so we, we started to go through, he took me through um, the inductive Bible study methods. So okay. Just observation, interpretation, application. And so I started to do that. I did that through the book of John. And um, I think I went through the book of John a couple of times studying it. And I remember after studying John, um, our youth group has uh, a student leadership, and so I applied for that. And so that we kind of, uh, it was kind of like for the the kids attending church who like truly wanted to seek the Lord, I would mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. Um, and wanted to serve and stuff. And so we would we would serve and we would sit. Uh, we would come like an hour before youth group started, uh, and we would go through like a gospel or, or something like that in church. Um, and so. I was in uh, student leadership for two years, um, and eventually I joined the the student uh, music scene. Um, and then I just remember one um, one day I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. So I started looking in careers, and welding was an option, and electrician was an option, um, and I also desired to be a pastor because I was reading the Word a lot and. Uh, I was gaining this knowledge of the Lord mm-hmm. through Bible studies and stuff. Um, and so I really became, I would say, prideful in, in my knowledge of what I, okay. I knew. And so I remember going to like our head pastor and I was like, I want to become a pastor. He's like, all right, can you name the the 12 apostles of Christ? And I was like, yeah, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. He's like, <laughs> well, you got two of them, right? <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> what, what do you mean? Um, and so... Yeah, at that time, he had me read a lot of books, and he was like, I hope you like to read, um, because mm. you're going to be reading a lot of books, mm. and I hated reading. It was like the number one thing I didn't want to do, and so one month, each month, he would have me read a book and write kind of what the book was about, Okay. Uh, and so I started off with a book called The Drama of Scripture, which goes over the, the redemptive story of Christ mm-hmm. through Scripture, um, so I did that for... Uh, four months, and I just remember at this time, I, I didn't really know what the gospel was, but I was reading books on scripture and all this stuff, um, and I heard about torchbearers through a mentor um, at church. He was our, our high school group leader, and this was my senior year, and his wife went to Porton Torches, mm-hmm. the torchbearers in Costa Rica, and so he just told me about torchbearers and um and so I started to look into it. And when I looked into torchbearers, I think I looked at Costa Rica and then I saw there was a school in Texas. And so I was like, cool. And I looked at it and I was like, this isn't for me. Mm. 23 hours of Bible classes, no way. <laughs> um, and so I started to look at these like torchbearer schools where I could, you know, kind of have an adventure. Uh, so I looked in Costa Rica and Greece, somewhere where I could travel that I hadn't lived for uh-huh. all of my life. Uh, and I think I just ended up choosing Costa Rica because I knew that she went there right. and they are uh, such a godly couple. 
Um, and so I was like, well, this has got to be a good fit for me. Okay. So I didn't go in really with any prayer or anything. I kind of just chose t- Torchbearers Costa Rica. And to say, I, I think that was certainly the Lord's doing and okay. leading me there. Um, so I applied, I want to say in February and in March I got accepted. Um, and I just remember the months leading up to Costa Rica, to go to Costa Rica, the Lord was putting on my heart, like, abide in me, live by the Spirit, walk mm. by the Spirit. Mm. And I was like, what the heck does this mean? Mm. Like, what does it mean to abide in Christ? What does it mean to walk by the Spirit and live by the Spirit? And I was so confused. I was asking people at church, and it, it wasn't really hitting me and sitting with me. And I just remember showing up to um, Bible school. That's like the whole message. <laughs> mm-hmm. Christ in you, mm-hmm. the hope of glory. And I was like, okay, um, still don't get it, but <laughs> we'll see where it goes. And I remember our first class. Um, Did you show up for the Spanish classes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so we had one month of Spanish classes. Did you um, already know Spanish before you got there? I took two years in high school, but I didn't really know much. Okay. Um, yeah. Because you're, you're able to communicate in Spanish now, aren't you? Um, I'm not fluent, but I could communicate okay. in Spanish. Okay, okay, Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, um, and so... I remember our first class, not our first class, so it was actually our class in worldview, so it would have been our second class we had. And our teacher writes up on the board, this is religion. Christ plus mm. something gives you life, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the gospel. Christ mm. equals salvation mm. plus fruit. And I just remember seeing that and being, I guess, overwhelmed with what is what has my life been? Okay. And so I, looking back on my life, I saw how this was the first class, the second class. Okay. Wow. Uh, Yeah. And so looking back at my past, I was like, my life has been full of what I can do in order to be sanctified, Mm. what I can do to be more like Christ. Um, and, and that's, I think why I struggled so much. Mm. I I know that's why Mm -hmm. I struggled so much. Um, Paul speaks of it again in Romans seven, that we can't be perfected by our flesh. Mm-hmm. And I was continually just trying to be perfected by my flesh. Like I would sin and feel guilty about it and say, Lord, I'm going to try harder this time. And and it just never worked out. Mm. And I sit through this class and I just remember like, wow, this is the first time like the gospel really, I guess, kind of was brought to my attention. Oh. Like I remember my church um, teaching us the gospel. Like I, after Bible school, I looked back at my notes. I was like, I don't know if I ever, you know, mm. our church ever taught us the gospel. And I looked back, and it's so clear. Yeah. Like, our church was teaching the gospel. Yeah. But it just wasn't resonating in my right. heart. Right. And so I remember my first semester, like, it was me learning what Christ's life is. And I, and I wouldn't say I knew the gospel yet. Like, I, I understood it, but I, or I knew it, but I didn't understand it. Like, it, it wasn't in my heart yet. It was just in my head. There was this huge gap. And so my first semester, I was learning about what it means for Christ to live your life. And then I go back home. And um, again, prior to this, I, I was in a relationship, and it was very physical. Um, and actually, before that relationship, I was in a 10-year um, sin of pornography, mm. and I just couldn't escape it. Mm. And so being at Bible school for four months, I was free. And I was like, this is amazing. Mm. And I go home and just run right back to the sin mm-hmm. which I had just escaped. And I was like, 
now I have to prove God that I'm going to be his servant. And so I go back my second semester with this this um, religious mindset of I have to prove myself to God. I have to be better because I failed him. And what I didn't understand was the grace and mercy of God. Mm. And so I go back my second semester, and it was a really hard semester um, because it was pretty much just me and the Lord, which is a terrible way to live in Christianity. Like I kind of just threw out the community. I was there, but I kind of threw out the community. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, I'm going to read my Bible, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to fast. And so I that's what I did. And I prayed, and I read, and I fasted so that I could prove the Lord that I truly loved him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all in my own strength, mm. and I failed. And, um, yeah, that was that was really hard for me. And I remember uh, it was five weeks before the semester ended. Um, we were on the way to a mission trip, and I watched the American Gospel. And right there, the Lord just penetrated in my heart the Gospel, mm. and that it's not up to us to please the Lord. It's up to, to Christ. Mm. And... I don't know if Hebrews eleven six was on that, or in the mo- or in the documentary, but I just remember that uh, being so clear to me of um, without faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Yeah. And I just remember looking back and thinking, this has not been in faith; this has been in my own doing. Mm. And so, um, yeah, and I just remember at that time I, I truly understood the gospel and I started to just look into what the gospel was and the grace of God. Um, and I'm so blessed to have the community I had because they were so gracious to me after mm-hmm. just, you know, kind of throwing them out. And and even I just remember being in school with this religious mindset of like, why, why are we playing sports? Like, we can't play sports. You know, we're not going to grow into maturity, right? And I didn't understand that Christ gave his life to us so that we can enjoy his life, mm. that we can enjoy life as he intended it to be. And so I just started to learn what that meant of enjoying the life of Christ through the lens of the gospel. Mm. As, as Paul teaches, like, I, I know Christ and Christ crucified. So I just started to learn the gospel that way. And I remember my... It, it, during school, it was about, I want to say March, uh, I was interested in going to, uh, doing another year of Bible school. And at this time, you know, I was had this mindset of, I'm going to please the Lord, I'm going to please the Lord. And so I was like, you know, torchbearers, 23 hours a week of Bible classes, like that's perfect place for me. And so I applied, and John said that there were too many spots filled. Uh, and so I was like, could I do second year? And he said, well, there's 10 girls and zero guys signed up. <laughs> and so he, he declined me. He said no. Um, yeah, and the, the reason for that, that sounds maybe sounds strange to people. They, well, mm-hmm. you needed some guys. At the time, we were just thinking, do we, is that what the Lord's doing? Do we put, do we put one guy in here with all these girls? Mm-hmm. Um, but then it turned out that we, we ended up having more guys. But go ahead. Yeah. And so I just remember this, and I was like, okay, this is the will of the Lord. Like, I guess he doesn't want me to go to Bible school. Mm. Um, And I also had applied for camp, and I got accepted to camp. And so I was coming into camp not expecting to come to Bible school. Mm. And, um, yeah, I I had a week home between school and camp, and I came to camp. And I just remember, like, just the community here. Mm. Like, I felt a part of the community Mm. my first day. Um, 
And so that was super, super amazing. Mm. Just, just to join into a community that had already been formed and then accept me Mm. because of the body of Christ, because we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm. And, um, we had staff training for two weeks. And I think two weeks after that, two or four weeks after that, John came up to me and asked me, he was like, are you still interested in Bible school? And I was like, yeah, um, I got to pray about it though. And so I just remember praying about it. Um, and he told me he was going to, I forget where he was going in the summer. It was a torchbearers meeting or something. Yeah. I think he went to a delegates meeting in probably in Europe, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, he was like, if you could give me an answer in a week, that would be awesome. And so I was like, okay, I only have a week to give him an answer. And I prayed about it. And I just remember two days before not having a clear answer. And I was like, oh, what do I do? And uh, so I asked Connor Patterson. Hmm. And I was like, Connor, how do I know whether the Lord is leading me somewhere or not? And he says, or like I asked, how do I know if I have a clear answer from the Lord or not? And he says, usually I, I don't often have a clear answer but I walk in the direction with my hands lifted up and say, Lord, if this is where you want me, keep these doors open. But if not, shut these doors. If it's not your will, shut these doors. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to walk into Bible school. And if this is where the Lord wants me, he's going to provide all the money. He's going to, you know, make it happen. Mm. I just remember looking at my bank account and having like $50 and $50 cash. Mm. And I was like, I, I can't pay for Bible school. And so I talked to my parents and they we're putting my brother in private school. Mm. And so they said they couldn't help me because that was a lot of money. And I asked my church, uh, and they said they couldn't help me. And so I, I signed up for a scholarship. And um, I just remember uh, praying about it. And Proverbs uh, 3, 5 to 6 came to mind. Just trust the Lord with all mm. your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. And he'll make your path straight. Mm-hmm. And so I just reminded myself that continually throughout the summer, like, trust the Lord. He will make my path straight. He'll open and close the doors wherever he wants it. And so I did that. And um, I remember Charlie coming up to me, uh, I think it was our last week of summer, and saying that my first semester had pretty much all been paid for, but my second semester I was going to have to um, find the money for that. And I just remember, you know, the whole summer I was like, I trust the Lord. I trust the Lord. And that moment hit, and I was like, what the heck, Lord? Like, I I just lost this trust in the Lord for some reason, Mm -hmm. though I had been reminding myself continually trust in the Lord. And then at at this moment I was like, you're not going to have me do two semesters. You're only going to have me do one. And I just remember going up. There's a a treehouse. I don't know if you know about that, but the treehouse over by the shop. Mm -hmm. I just remember going up there and praying, and I— I uh, repented and I said, Lord, I'm sorry. Um, you know, it's it's only that you that I can have one semester. And the Lord was faith, faithful to just remind me that and show me that you wouldn't be going to Bible school if it, if it weren't for me. And so I, you know, thank the Lord for that. Mm-hmm. And I remember going home uh, for break and um, Michael asked me if I paid my deposit yet. And I said, no. So I got that paid for, and I asked how much money I needed left for Bible school, and he said, uh, I think it was like in total like $975. I was like, is this just for first semester? He said, no, this is for first Hmm. and second. Hmm. And at that moment, I was was just amazed at Hmm. at the Lord's goodness and 
just grace towards me that I didn't even deserve that. Yet he was so generous to give me that. Um, and so, yeah, my, my first semester at his hill was amazing. Just Mm -hmm. the community and, um, the classes we learned. And I just remember going through Romans and just studying that of, you know, this salvation. We had like the first three chapters of, of Romans. Um, and I just remember, um, going through that and, and learning, uh, just the love that the Lord has for people and then four and five of how it's not by our works, but by the Lord's works mm-hmm. by faith, we are saved, not by our works. Good. So, um, you, you're, you're here for your last semester as a second year student. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're squeezing this in, uh, just after classes, lunch, and then you're we're willing, you're willing to come to the house and do this and now you're taking off again to go to, to outreach mm-hmm. so yeah we got to keep our hand we've got to keep our eye on the on the watch here <laughs> um you know you you talked briefly about it but and we really don't talk that much about this on the podcast so it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on it um we talk a, a lot from time to time about bible school and every once in a while, we have somebody that's uh, that you know did a year somewhere else and then came here. Uh, but I don't think we've ever talked to anybody about their time at camp here. And so you spent a year here mm-hmm. as a counselor, was it? Mm-hmm. Okay, tell us a little bit. What did the Lord do in your heart with that year? Yeah. So um, again, it was, I'm sorry that summer. Yeah, that summer. <laughs> yeah. So again, it was it was that time that I was just starting to learn like the gospel going from my head to my heart. Mm-hmm. And so I just remember preparing for devotionals and I was like, I just want to teach the gospel to these kids. I want them to know the gospel because mm-hmm. it was like fresh on my mind. And so I just went in teaching these kids the gospel through the, through my devotionals and the Lord was working through that to more so for me, I feel like to just continually remind me of the gospels and mm-hmm. get it from my head to my heart mm-hmm. of this is the gospel and so I just remember that summer, the Lord showing me his faithfulness to remind me of the good news of his son. Mm. Um, and not just that he, he came and died, but that he came and rose. Mm. Not the sh- not just that he came and rose to um, set us free, but but rose to give us his life to live through us. Mm. And, and that was such a cool experience to, to have is just that, for so long, it was Christ died for my sins so that I can live for him. Mm-hmm. And then I was learning, not Jesus didn't just die for my sins, but he rose and gave his life to me so that I can live from him. Mm-hmm. And that was just a cool experience. And that, that summer was such a hard summer for me mm-hmm. uh, in the sense of like my, my physical health. Uh, I, I think I was sick like the first four weeks mm-hmm. of camp. Um, I... I was taking cough drops like every single day because mm. my throat was sore and I was on the music team and I was like, I, I can't sing if I, if my throat's hurting. So I just, just taking a lot of cough drops and drinking a lot of water. And, um, I just remember getting like, really, I got a headache at the beginning of the week. Uh, it was like on a Tuesday, I got a headache and then it went away. And then Wednesday it came back and then Thursday I woke up and it was just brutal. And I was like, I don't know if I can finish this week of camp. And 
just throughout the day got progressively and progressively worse. And I remember on one of the activities, someone asking me like, Hey, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm just tired. Mm. Um, and I thought that's what I was. I just had a lot of pressure around my eyes cause I thought I was just getting tired, but it was really just a headache. And I remember that night we did, uh, for each week, every Thursday night with the, the guy, uh, campers, the boy campers, we yeah. had arc parties. Okay. Uh, and so we got a bunch of glow stick for the boys and we would, um, have a speaker and just party with the little kids. And I just remember I couldn't do it that night because mm. my head hurt so bad. Mm. And I remember that night just laying out on the uncomfortable benches out by the cabins yeah. and looking up at the sky and just saying, Lord, like this is, this is your camp. This isn't mine. And the Lord just gave me an overwhelming amount of peace. Mm. Like throughout the whole week, I was like, I, I can't even do this. Mm. And at that time, the Lord just reminded me of his life in me. And I was just at peace for some reason. Mm. <laughs> like nothing was really going my way and I was at peace. And that's, that's awesome. You know, praise the Lord for that, mm. for, the, for his faithfulness to work in us. And I, I often find, and I like to encourage our students to, you know, prayerfully consider staying for camp mm -hmm. and don't take too long to decide on this because the positions fill quickly. And, but it, it and, and so many, I would say the vast majority uh, find that it is a perfect ending to their school year. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a practicum for all that's been, you know, poured into your head and to your heart for those, those nine months at school. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, but it's also, and it's amazing because it's a, it's probably one of the most physically, mentally, and spiritually draining exercises you'll go through. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, you really are worn out, used up, and then, but you've got these kids <laughs> and they're your responsibility. Yeah. And then they come to you. And they, you know, they, they think you're the coolest thing they've ever, they've ever seen. And they have serious questions. Mm -hmm. You know, they're de dealing with really big issues. And, it, and, and whether that's our scholarship weeks or, or the, the uh, regular camp weeks, you know, whether it's poor kids, rich kids, you know, it, it, it you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. They all have, you know, the, and when they, it's such a, a relational thing, you know, they get to know you and you them. And the things that the Lord does through you in the lives of these kids mm -hmm. is it, it really is staggering for the summer staff. Yeah. You know, it wakes you up to, you know, just who God is and mm -hmm. how capable he is in your inability. And so, yeah, it's, it's you know, I, I hear that so much, you know, for, and I really, you know, I was a, I came, I came to Bible school here. I was in summer. I was a camper first. And I came to Bible school, and then I was on summer staff. I was a counselor, went to Bible college, served as a, a pastor for a while, an associate pastor for a while. And part of my responsibilities was I was a youth pastor. So I would I'd get the kids together out in Louisiana and bring them out here to go to camp. Mm -hmm. And I would see the same thing. You know, the, 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 the kids would come, and these counselors were so became so important to them, and they didn't always know why. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the counselors would, you know, often try to explain, this is not me, you know, but just to, 
and then to to come back and to see this year after year, it is such a rich ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, I I just I I just thank the Lord for camp, you know, and for how He uses it, not just in the campers' lives. He does that. You know, it's it's so incredible to have high school week, and you know where you've had these kids since they were day campers at six, and they they come you know they come year after year, and you get to develop a relationship with them. And we've had high school kids you know, in the middle of the school year, show up at our offices. Hmm. You know, they, they just want to talk. And, you know, it's it's an incredible ministry. Yeah. Um, and so I appreciate when when you guys, you know, decide that you're going to stay for a whole summer and people think you're crazy because you're only working on for stipends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just enough money to yeah. to buy your necessities, you yeah. know, and, and barely enough for that. And, uh, you know, it's it's an incredibly rich time. For you and and I appreciate your testimony of that. Just just confirming that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember looking back on camp and thinking, like, wow, this was the best summer I've ever had hmm. in my whole life. Yeah. Like though, going through all those things that I went through. Yeah. Just looking back and thinking, like the Lord, it was all the Lord, mm-hmm. and because of that, it was my best summer. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's well said. Um. So now you're. You know, you, you're into the last semester. Uh, you've got about oh four and a half months left, and oh, more like four months left. And um, uh, are you thinking about staying for camp again? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's definitely on my my mind. Great. Well, tell me what if you had to sum up a second year, um, you know, just to just to sum it up in a in three sentences. You know, somebody asked you, you know. What's what's what? Well, how's the second year been? What's it like for you? Uh, you know, say so, whoever it is. Well, how would you respond to that? Um, I think I would say um, it's it's a time for you to really grow in your relationship with the Lord uh, and to really seek Him. Um, there, there's a lot of a lot of homework and a lot of um, you don't have as much free time as you would as a first year student. And so really you have to just depend upon the Lord more mm-hmm. and truly seek him as you desire. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say, yeah, it, it's really just a time for you to, to grow in your relationship with the Lord and to really just die to yourself. Because mm-hmm. there's times where you have to do homework and someone comes in and, and wants to talk to you. And, and it's really that time of, am I going to you know ignore them or am I really just going to die to myself and talk to them. So those were the two things I would say is just a time for you to grow in your relationship with the Lord and, and truly learn what it means to be a living sacrifice. Okay. Well, that's, uh, I think that's a good synopsis of the year. I know when I was here full time and uh, one of my responsibilities was to oversee the second year and Charlie explained to me that what he would like to see out of the second year program is that our students be able to leave here, being able to better articulate what it means for Christ to be my life. Mm. And I realized with that, that with that direction, that that's uh, not just in that the classroom time, it's not just in the academic part, but it's, it's to learn how to articulate in what we say and in how we live. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there are some of the things like the outdoor activity stuff. Some of that stuff is, you know, designed, you know, it, it, it's funny. It, when I was in charge of it, and I'm sure John would say the same thing now, I think we've talked about this and he's laughed about it because he's found the same thing. None of those activities actually turn out the way we plan them to. Hmm. 
but they always accomplish the same thing. You know, where it, it's it's always been a you know it it just shows us that you know we aren't in charge of this, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> but the Lord uses it to show us things about ourselves, and and I see how the Lord has done all that. Just so people understand, we have um, they they have class time. They do have a lot more homework as second year students than the first years do, and then our classes some are lecture. Uh, but majority are more discussion. So, you know, there'd be a question. And I can remember one time a student, you know, he had, he was there, This it was this time of year. And I asked a question and he said, well, the, the answer was, well, he said, well, the answer is Christ living in me. And I said, what does that mean? And he looked at me in shock. And he said, it's what you've been saying for a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. I said, yeah, I have been. But what does it mean? Mm-hmm. And you can see the lights go off. Or go on. Why do we always say off? You don't want to turn the light off. You want to turn it on. Yeah. Anyway, all these lights go on around the room. And they they said, oh. And all of a sudden, you know, it's, there's that digging. What does that mean? And then we see, okay, in these activities, what does that mean? What's the Lord doing? What's he, what's he working in my heart? What is it I need to be looking to him for, trusting mm-hmm. him for? And hopefully what happens is that when you leave here, that, you know, there's, there's been that challenge and you learn to, you know, as you go on to whether it's school or career, you know, marriage, whatever it is that you're learning that for me to live is Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, where, you know, Lord, you know, what are you doing? You know, what, what are you saying to me? What do I need to, what do, what am I not trusting you for? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so anyway, I have found that the second year program has been, has been valuable. It's been, it's been a, it's been a good thing. Um, well, good. So, uh, you'll stay for the summer mm-hmm. and do you have any direction after that? Um, maybe working for my dad. Okay. Uh, he has a house building business. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah. Well, great. Okay. Um, well, okay. I, I mentioned earlier that we've got to get you back to mm-hmm. to your outreach, which is interesting. It's the outreach that I used to be in charge of years ago, and so it's, it's great to hear it's still going and you're part of it. Um, well, how would you? Is there anything else you'd like to say before we we've, we've wrapped this up? Yeah. Uh, speaking of, of second year, um, I just remember. Coming the second year, like I had learned all my first year and uh, over the summer, like Christ's life. What does it mean, Christ's life? And I, re- I remember you s- saying that in class mm. when we had, I think it was in Luke. Um, like you would ask us, you know, what is what does it mean for mm. Christ to be your life? How does that look practically? And so I just remember thinking, I don't know, mm. and and just trying to figure out that my whole first semester and it, it was kind of overwhelming almost of mm. like me having expectations on what the life of Christ was yeah. to look like. Mm-hmm. And I just remember over Thanksgiving conference, Peter Reed came and spoke. Um, and he said, the more we look at the fruit, the more we take our eyes off of Christ. Yeah. And the more we are looking for the fruit, the more distracted we're becoming mm-hmm. and we're starting to wonder why is there no fruit? And so we keep looking in that direction mm-hmm. rather than looking at Christ. And so I just remember like even, even hearing that I was like, what does this mean? Right. And, and over the break, uh, the Lord was working in my heart to just say to me, like, take your eyes off of what you expect 
that my life is supposed to look like through mm. you. Um, and Ephesians 2.10, like the Lord has prepared the good works that we're supposed mm. to walk in. And so just taking our eyes off of what we expect the life of Christ to look like and putting them on Christ and trusting him that he's mm. going to live it the way that God has prepared it to live. Yeah, that's, that's a great reminder. Um, you know, so often in the beginning of our school years, we have students come to us and they hear us talk about the Christian life is Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's why we call it Christian. <laughs> yep. And it's not about you trying to be like him. It's all about him being who he is in you. Mm-hmm. And so often students will come to us in the beginning of the year and say, I've never heard this before. And I wonder how many of them, would, like you said, when you went to Costa Rica and you were hearing this and you had to go back and look at your notes and go, oh, wait a minute. You know, the gospel was being was being taught. Mm-hmm. You know, your, your heart wasn't there. But they'll come to us and say, I've never heard this before. And they get so excited. And then toward the end of the year, they'll come back to us and they'll say, well, when does it start? <laughs> you know, now they're frustrated. Yeah. And, you know, I think so often what happens is that we say, oh, this is so wonderful. Christ, you're my life. It's not about me, it's about you. And you're going to live your life through me. And so, Lord, Jesus, live your life through me. Mm-hmm. And then without saying it, but in our actions, we say, live your life through me and live it this way. Mm-hmm. We have an expectation of what his life looks like. Yeah. And, you know, there's, uh, there's a saying, whatever has your attention has you. Mm-hmm. Well, let's add on to that a little bit. Whatever has your attention has you. And whatever has you is your Lord. Mm. Because it is determining, it is dictating how you will live today. Mm-hmm. And so so often as believers, we can be fixated on the fruit. Well, the fruit all of a sudden becomes our Lord. Mm-hmm. And because there's no fruit, we're frustrated. <laughs> we're frustrated with our Lord, yeah. and now we're lost. Yeah. Now what? And you know, so whatever has your attention has you. And that's why the theme of this podcast is fixing your eyes on Jesus. Mm. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. And the word fixing means to look away from all else exclusively to. And so he's telling us, look away from all of this exclusively to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's how we deal with these things. You know, don't be fixed on them. Yeah. But, and, 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 and he's not saying ignore them. You know, he's not saying don't deal with them. He's saying be fixed on Christ. Be fixed on Jesus. Be in relationship with him. Trust him mm-hmm. and move. You know, trust him and live. And so, I, you know, I really appreciate it. I appreciate your reminder and the consistency you've had throughout this conversation of bringing it back to Jesus and, how, and their testimony of how Christ has been faithful to continue to work the same thing in you. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you know what, you'll find throughout life, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm I just turned, I got to think about it, I just turned 58. And what I have found in life is that as soon as the trial we're going through is over with, the next one's on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And you can see it coming, you know, it's, but often, you know, often it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's okay the Lord's faithful to keep teaching you the same thing and really what else do we need to learn mm-hmm. but that he's my life he's my life yeah. he's my life and he's faithful to teach you I'm your life I'm your life mm-hmm. so anyway well thanks for the time I appreciate it yeah thank you 
Thanks for listening to the His Hill podcast today, featuring our host, Kelly Doherty, along with one of our second year students, Justin Fulford. If you or someone you know is interested in applying for our first or second year program, please head on over to our website at hishill.org to get the application rolling. We have been filling up in the springtime the last few years, so be sure to start the application process soon if you would like to be here in the fall. Again, the application can be found online at hishill.org under the Bible School tab. As always, remember to keep your eyes fixed on Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. I'm Lizzie, and we'll see you next week.